everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Darren Baldwin, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Laura. And uh, just good Lord, man, I'm glad to be alive today. Amen. Laura, you just you you just got me a minute ago. We were <laughs> we had to like stop. We had to stop the tape. It was just too much. But uh, you, you brought back some memories from my past that we were talking about <laughs> somebody sent me before uh easter a service from the christian rock band uh petra, petra. i don't know if any of you listening or watching have ever, <laughs> have ever heard of they were like the christian world's answer to metallica or something i don't know awesome. it was it was crazy actually they were super anointed yeah and uh it's good music <laughs> If you were into that kind of stuff, it was, but Laura and I were talking. You weren't. (laughs) Laura, you were, because you were a committed Christian. I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music. You were, no, you were. (laughs) I was thankful for Petra. I'm telling you, man. Hey, when you ain't got nothing, dude, Petra's got to do it. But in in reality, you were kind of, you know, hating on me a little bit and just saying, you know, I was more concerned about, you know, had spending time with my girlfriend yes, at the we were. went to a Petra concert and you weren't interested in Petra <laughs> you didn't go to see Petra <laughs> no 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 <laughs> y'all better just stretch your hands out towards this camera we gonna need some salvation today after this podcast but you know Laura you are absolutely right I, I could have cared less in pe- about Petra um they're actually at that concert the one that you're whatever have so many fond memories of about my love life back then as a teenager um it's fun that we've known each other for so long we have we have um yeah and and anyway trying to stay on track I don't I, I wanted to air something out there but uh something along the lines that you chased me um for for the beginning of our relationship do we believe this no <laughs> Only God knows the truth, and he will reveal it in a text message on the bottom of this video. Just kidding. No, at that concert, Laura, it was actually super interesting. Um, There was a guy that, I don't even remember the setup of the concert, but a gentleman, a minister by the name of Josh McDowell. Oh, wow. Spoke. Mm -hmm. And I was only 13 years old, which would have made you 12 or 13. And gosh, what an interesting guy. I, you know, it's funny, like Forrest Gump said, it's funny what things we remember and what things we don't. Yeah. But that memory of that night, it was in a big stadium, like mm-hmm. a sports stadium of some sort inside. And I'll never forget that guy got up and ministered and talked about, you know, just different stories about teenagers and and struggles and different things and god it was like something was really powerfully sewn into my heart that night mm. and uh you know i know you saw the you 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 chose to focus on the sinful things <laughs> that i was involved with in my pre-christian existence uh but you know god really did minister to me um through that concert yeah. uh and through that 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 minister Seed, speaking seeds were sown which is really powerful. I don't, this might not be our topic for today, but it really is powerful that even though 
you were not living the life you should have been living. Um, you know, your parents kept you in a place mm. where the word of God was going forth and where there were, I mean, you've told me wow. so many times of you being in different services. I mean, you had did not have God on you know your mind at all. You wanted to be anywhere but there. Yeah. But in so many services, just would encounter the presence of God. And I just... I think about that today with like teenagers and children and are they getting those opportunities? Mm. Are they being kept in that place where the presence of God is, where the word of God is going forth? And, you know, it would have been easy for maybe your mom to have gotten discouraged or others to have said like, church isn't helping Darren. Like, why are you making him, you know, continue going? And why, why are you making sure he's there and sending him to youth camp and, and ski trips and things like that? Like, it's not making a difference. But those seeds, at some point, they took root and they began to grow. And there came a defining moment where you surrendered. Oh, I was in that service too, which was really powerful. And it's really awesome that I happened to be there. Um, I remember we were in a church service, pretty radical group that was ministering. And I remember the end when she asked if anyone wanted to give their heart to Jesus. The chairs that we were sitting in, it was kind of hard to like kind of get around people. Yeah. You like started going over, kind of like stepping over pews, you know, and, and you started jumping over the chairs to get down to the front to give your life to Christ. Yeah. And I'm just, man, bet your mom was thankful then. <laughs> she was thankful. And, you know, it's like I'm, I'm just thinking about that verse, you know, that obviously we've shared many times, you know, train up a child in the way yeah. he should go. And when he's old, he won't he won't depart from it. And I'm like, you're right, Laura. I mean, it can get discouraging as parents sometimes when maybe you're not seeing what you would like to see or you think you should be seeing. Yeah. But, you know, our job as a parent, and you just share the scripture, is to do just that, to train up our children. Our job is not to change them and to make sure that, you know, <sighs> that they, that they're doing what, you know, they're supposed to be doing the Lord. No, it's, we need to put them in the place. We need to sow the word. We need to continue to saturate them in prayer and then allow God to move Gosh. on their heart and trust him. It's like a partnership, you know. We've got our job to do, and then the Lord steps in, and he is faithful to his word. So powerful, man. I'm just really touched right now just thinking about, uh, you know, the past of that my parents did do that. Yeah. And, um, I, I mean, so there were years where it looked like you were a lost cause, you know, like there was no hope. Yeah. I mean, you really got to a pretty bad place. And I can only imagine being a mother myself, mm. you know, thinking about your mother and going, dear God, like, <laughs> was it all in vain, those prayers? But she continued to pray. She stayed the course. She held fast to the word of God, you know, without wavering for he who promised is faithful. And, uh, you know, you're, you're a result of the faithfulness of your mother's prayers. I could not agree more. And I've been saying that my whole saved life that yeah. I'm here because my mom prayed for me. Um, it's just crazy, Laura, my, the flood of memories right now, just thinking back, you know, like uh, my parents were always in a spirit filled church. Um, actually a little interesting, uh, historical fact here. Um, my 
my mom was raised Catholic. Yep. And my dad was raised. They were raised Catholic, but they no, were no, not no. My practicing mo- Catholic. My mom was raised Catholic. <laughs> my dad was raised to be a heathen. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Maybe his family had some church background. I'm sure they did, but it wasn't much. But uh, so they got married, and of course, whatever the dominant religion was, uh, took you know uh, precedence in the uh, whatever precedent in the in the relationship. The, the, the relationship. So. My, I have three older brothers. Mm-hmm. So when they were born, they were all of their middle names were named after, after Catholic, Catholic saints. saints. And I don't know anything about Catholic saints. So, but my brother Donald's named his middle name's Gerard. Apparently, is the name of a Catholic saint. My second brother Scott, his middle name was also Gerard, <laughs> because I think I don't know. I, I think no my originality. dad was a drunk back then. They couldn't name come up with another a new saint, or that saint was really something powerful they needed on the, in the family. I don't know. My my next brother Justin, his middle name was Andrew, yeah. a saint of some kind. Mm-hmm. And then the year either before or the year my mom was pregnant with me, mm-hmm. they got born again. Yeah. And anyway, long story short, they ended up naming me Darren Christian. Baldwin because they had become Christians and super powerful little uh, deal there. But I was just thinking, Laura, my parents, since I've been born, have been a part of a spirit filled church. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of times that model of of church, which is scriptural, obviously, and and we're we're in that vein as well. um, A lot of times it's not really widely accepted in the world uh, because of, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit and and some of his ways he moves and all that stuff. So when I was a teenager, I would go to my parents' church, which was a a current, modern, relevant church, but it was a very spirit-filled church. And I would oftentimes end up bringing a friend with me as a teenager, (laughs) and I, I would be so embarrassed. Yeah. I would be so embarrassed that, you know, somebody was speaking in tongues or somebody was good, God forbid, running around the church or something, doing a little dance or, you know, wild stuff. And, uh, my friends would look at me with eyes as big as saucers. And they would be like, if I ever get out of this service alive, I'm never coming back to this church again. And that was my experience oftentimes as a teenager, but to balance it out, I would also be in services where, Gosh, the Holy Spirit would move, like you said, so powerfully, and God would just touch me and minister to me. I, when I was a older teenager, I would think I think I was like, gosh, sixteen ish, and I was dating a girl that I that went to the high school that I went to in New Jersey, and she was actually Jewish, and she was very involved in the synagogue. She was like. Totally interesting deal. She spoke Hebrew, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I, you know, I told her I could speak in tongues. So maybe, you know, we're, anyway, oh it's a little gosh. side issue, but no, truthfully, like I could speak <laughs> in tongues. I'm yeah. sure you did say that. I did that. not say that. But <laughs> I remember on the phone with this girl at night and we were just talking, you know, how like boyfriend and girlfriend talk on the phone. And I just started pouring my heart out to her. And I said that, Basically, I believe in Jesus. <laughs> it's like powerful just to think about it. You know, like I believe in Jesus. And I told her on the phone, I never forgot this. I said, when I'm older, I will live for the Lord. And I know God has a plan for my life. Mm, and at the so time, good. I'm smoking dope. I'm about a borderline alcoholic, fooling around with girls. 
not doing good in school, flunking off the sports teams. I'm just, my, my life is a disaster, you know? But I told this girl, I'm going to live for the Lord. And isn't it crazy, because of my my parents really yeah. raising me up, I had enough so of an awareness yeah. that God was real. Yeah. I, I had heard enough of God's word to get into my heart, you know. He I had, had a plan. He had a plan for you. I, I don't you. know what, I, I don't, you know, I think you're absolutely nailing this thing on the head, Laura. Parents think they have to change their children. No, that's not And get job. them into and make them do. No, just bring them up in it. Yeah. Like, bring them up in it. Yeah. You say, you've been saying for years, you don't give our children a choice. Whether they want to go to church or not. No, you say we're going to church. Well, and the reason why is I love them enough (laughs) to to make sure they're at church. I mean, I don't give them a choice if they're going to go to school or not. Why? Because I I want them educated. I want them to know how to read. I want them to know how to add. I want them, you know, to learn (laughs) social skills uh, skills and things that they need to do. But my goodness, why would I deprive my children of from being in a place where the presence of God is so strong. You know, we were youth pastors for 10 years here at this church. And I just, I remember so many teenagers who just kind of came through the doors. And I remember the, the kind of services that we used to have. I mean, they were just wasn't the norm. I mean, we weren't just kind of sitting around in a circle and, you know, doing a little Bible study. We would have powerful services where the presence of God was there and kids would be on their face and weeping and before the Lord and like the call of God would go forth on teenagers lives and I just I think of some of them now and where they're at and what they're doing and and you know many of them their parents they made sure like it was important enough that they made sure that they were in those services. And I just know that those parents now are thinking, thank God that I prioritized, you know, youth church. I prioritized adult church over so many other things that we could choose nowadays. But you have to think eternally. You have to be eternity minded. You know, I think you said the other day, it's, it's great to get an education. It's great to be able to get a good paying job, to, to get married and to have children. But if they don't have an awareness of God, if they have not accepted Christ into their heart, like all the rest of that, it's garbage. It's all for naught. You know, we can't trade our children's um, spirituality Gosh. for natural things. Uh, it's almost like, I mean, this is like a direct message to parents and and grandparents and I love I love my children enough that I make sure they don't miss youth church I make sure they don't miss adult service and the funny thing is is I can maybe think of maybe one or two times where um one of my daughters like had just a grueling exhausting weekend you know whatever and they're like I'm exhausted I don't want to go but my my kids have never told me like I don't want to go don't make me go but I think because ever since they've been so young they just know this is where we're going. This is important to us. And there's no ifs, ands, and buts. So they they've, never, they they've never fought me. They've never fought me on that. They, that's like my parents used to tell me. I said, I ain't going. They said, there ain't an option here. <laughs> there ain't there ain't, a, there ain't option B, door two. I like it. You're going. I like that's it. That's all there is to it. I would hate my parents for that. Yeah. I would literally, like, I wouldn't get one thing out of the service well, oftentimes. Cause, but you know what? 
they kept me in church. Well, and I was going to say, I think that's an encouraging word to parents too, because I think sometimes <laughs> parents, they do get oh. concerned. They're like, I don't want my kids to hate me, or I don't want my kids to, to hate, hate, church, God, hate church, to hate God. And, and I'll say this, I mean, if you're bringing them to some dead church where there's absolutely no life, the Holy Spirit's not there, it it could be a bad thing, you know, but if you're bringing them to a church that preaches the word of God, the presence of God is there, you will never, ever, 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 ever regret that. And when your kids try and say, well, I don't want to go, whatever, you just smile and say, honey, I love you enough that I'm not listening to you. Get in the car and we're going. And you just have to trust you're doing your job. And then it's like, all right, Lord, I'm getting them here. I'm making sure they're in a place where the presence of God is, where the word is going forth. So I'm trusting you that there's going to be seeds that are sown. I'm trusting that you're doing a work on my children. And really, it's like you're you're trusting your children, your teenagers to God. But you have to do your part. Yeah, You have to do your part. So good. I was just, just to wrap this up today, I was thinking of a few years back, uh, um, one of our daughters did a competitive cheer and she was advancing and had advanced basically she couldn't grow anymore where she was basically she was very good she was very very talented and, and always has been um but a door opened up for her mm-hmm. to <clears throat> join another uh team about an hour and a half away one way and i remember gosh you we both struggled over it you struggled more over it um and i remember it would have caused her to miss church. I right? agonized over it. She would have missed youth church, not Sunday church. But yeah, she, she would, would have missed, missed that midweek youth church. Yeah, at the time. Um, and so, gosh, it was like a couple, two or three weeks we went back and forth on this. Anyway, long story short, we, we ended up, I got on your page because you were on the right page. The Holy Spirit really ministered to me. Now, now listen, you may have the Holy Spirit. There may be, for whatever reason, something that your child needs to be in a place. I'm not saying for everybody yeah. across the board yeah. because there are some exceptions. And you do, that's why you got to know yeah. and learn how to follow the Holy Spirit. Yes. But in our case, I mean, the Holy Spirit really ministered to me and like, that could not take precedence over youth church. And I remember telling our daughter. Oh. And I mean, I cried. I agonized. She hated me. I mean, for weeks, she would not speak to me. She was devastated because it really was, was her, her life. life. And she was so good at it. And I, and I had to tell her, I'm like, listen, I just... I have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And I know like this is not the door that we're supposed to take. And I have to trust in that the Lord has something better for you, you know? And I, and I went over, I'm like, we, we just, I prioritize this over that. So, you know, it took a couple weeks. And finally, I remember the last time I went to her and I'm like crying. I'm like, you have to speak to your mother. I love you so much. Like, I'm not trying to take this away from you. I just have to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And it was in that moment, she got it. And she understood. She didn't like it per se, but she hugged me and she told well, me she loved me. And it all worked out. And it worked out. God opened up another door. Other doors and opened. She ended and, up, you know, pursuing And I'm just, avenue. and now looking back, you know, because a lot that, of times. That was a game changing moment. Sometimes you don't know, you know, you think you're right, making the right decision, but you might not be for sure. You can always tell when time has passed and you're able to look back. And when I look back now, that was a 
pivotal Huge. moment in Huge. my daughter's life. And I can see and I know that had we made that decision, things would look very differently right now yeah. with her. And yeah. I'm just thankful that I followed the Holy Spirit and that we prioritize the things of God yes. over the things of this and, world. And you know, Laura, I just thought of while you were speaking a minute ago, we are stewards yeah. of our children. Your dad yeah, prophesied good. over us when our daughters were, gosh, one years old, somewhere yeah. in that neighborhood. He came out one time we were on vacation and just said the Lord spoke to him and ministered to him. It was powerful. <laughs> he came out and just, you know, started praying for us and you know, prayed for them. And he said that word. He's like, these children do not belong to you. So good. Powerful. He said, these children belong to the Lord. Yeah. And he said, basically, you know, you're the steward. You know, a steward is someone that manages and oversees. Yeah. We take such pride. And you see this so much in this generation, pride in our children. Like, and we, we're, we're, we're. But the truth is, as, as believers, especially, those children don't belong to you. Yeah. They they were given to you by the Lord so that you could steward them and raise them up in what God's plan is for their life. And man, Laura, I'm going to have to give an account. You're going to have to give an account. Mm. And if, when our children live out their lives, they're going to have to give an account. Yeah. And this thing is like, it, when we realize as believers, we're not our own and we're going to have to give an account for everything that we've done yeah. in our lives, it changes everything. And you know what? Giving that information, you made the absolute best decision. Yeah. And, you know, our kids serve in church. They're not perfect. You know, they, they're involved with church. Thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they, they seem to be, you know, have a positive experience with yes. the things of God yes. and all that. And it, this is nonstop work, you know, <laughs> with, with parenting. But I tell you, you know, what does the scripture say? You could gain the whole world, and if you lose your soul, yeah, you know your child. They can have the best education, best this, life, best, best memories, job. They can make best millions and billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, if they don't get the God thing right, yeah, eternity is eternity, and it's it's yeah. We don't want that. Who wants that for their children? You know, maybe this is more of an admonishment, Laura. This podcast on just doing better as parents, yeah. you know, and putting the things of God first. Like you said, it's not legalism. No. It's it's following God. It's because you love them yeah. and you won't regret it. And yeah, you'll, be you'll never so regret. Thankful. You'll so ne be encouraged yeah, with that. Yeah, be encouraged. Even right. if your kids give you a little attitude and just say, I love you and I can get your butt in the car. <laughs> hey, my mom would grab me by the back of the neck, throw me in the car sometimes. She said, you, you're going. Amen. Hey, I hope you got something out of that. I know Laura did. Um, so... Just teasing. We love you. We're praying for you. And uh, we'll see you real soon. God bless.